Welcome to Victory Church's online podcast library. We hope you enjoy this message today. Yeah, I was praying this morning, you know, in the pre-service prayer. And as we were praying, I, you know, it was a prayer that, just a one-word prayer that I started praying back in 1994, 1995. And you start calling out to the Lord, just more, more, Lord. Everyone say it with me. More, Lord. More. More, Lord. More, Lord. And I was just praying that. More, Lord. More, Lord. More, Lord. And, and he started to, things started popping into my head about what happens with that when he does that. Because he's diverse. He's unlimited. You start thinking about the qualities, the characteristics, the attributes of our God. And that goes along with the more. You know, I was thinking of scripture. I'm going to read several scriptures to you. Um, and Acts 1.8, of course, the first one, more. Everyone say more power. <laughs> so when, he come, when we have more of him, it's part of the deal is supernatural power. Dunamis, which is many of the word books say it means inherit, inherit ability. <laughs> Able to do and perform things that you couldn't do. It's the supernatural enabling. The power of God. The ability of God. You will receive power. You will receive dunamis when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be my witnesses. You shall be my witnesses. Martyrs. Those who are dead to this world and alive to God. Both in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and in as far as the remotest parts of the earth. So let's just take a moment right now. Just lift your hands to the Lord. More, Lord. More, Lord. More power, Lord. More of your power operating in my life, Lord Jesus. Oh, Lord, in my weakness, Lord, your strength is revealed, Lord God. Show your power. Show your glory, Lord. More, Lord. More, Lord. More of you in our lives, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And, and along with that is the wisdom of God. I mean, God is, he is... His wisdom is unlimited. Paul says that creation reveals his attributes. Paul said in Romans 1 that the, attrib- the, the power of God is revealed in his creation. We saw the edge of that when we discovered atomic power in the 1940s. Started to divide atoms and blowing stuff up. We started seeing the power of God this in a, the splitting of an atom. It's God's power being released. It's not man's power. It's the, it's the power that's released. You know, there, I, I was looking at some trailer of some movie, and they were talking about discovering the atom bomb. And one of the scientists was afraid that when they cut it loose, that the whole earth might go. They would start a chain reaction and blow the whole thing up. Just because of recognizing the connectivity of God's, of God's creation. But there's, there's power, and, and also in, in him, the, the creation also reveals the the wisdom of God. He's, he is, he's beyond, we use the word genius, he's so beyond genius. The way he, he creates things, he created the eyes, he created light to see the eyes, he created ears, and he created the sound for our ears to hear, and he created taste buds, and 
different flavors for us to taste, and he invented noses that we can smell the different smells that he has created in the earth, and he created sensitivity in our hands that we can touch and feel things. He created the oceans, and he created the wind, and the stars, and the, and the trees, and the birds, and, and the flowers, and, and everything that is. In all of that intricacy, you could just take one of those little things, take a, a beaver and look at the intricacy of a beaver and how he knows how to make dams. Who taught the beaver to make a dam? It's in him. It's in him. So the wisdom of God is revealed in his creation. And when we start receiving the more of God, he starts to release line upon line the, ed- the wisdom of God. The wisdom of God for whatever arena that he wants you to be in. Whether it's in ministry, whether it's in teaching, whether it's in business, whatever administration, scientific experiments, the wisdom of God. Come on, let's pray with me right now. Come on, more Lord, more Lord God. The wisdom of God, the wisdom of God. The deep things, Lord, unveiling to us the wisdom, the wisdom of God. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. And his, Romans 1.4 says, He was declared to be the Son of God with power by the resurrection from the dead according to the spirit of holiness. Jesus Christ, our Lord. The Lord is holy. He is pure. There's no shadow of turning in him. There's no, there's no contradiction in him. There's no deviousness in him. There's no jealousy in him. As far as there, he's jealous for our love. But there's, there's none of the, there's no, there's no darkness in him, no impurity in him. He's absolutely perfect in all of his ways. He is excellent. And the, that's why the, the, those that are right there, the created seraphim that are right there in his immediate presence, what do they say all the time? What do they say? Holy, holy, holy. Because they're blown away by his purity and holiness. The holiness of God. Well, that, that gets on us when we start getting the more of God on our life. More, Lord. More, Lord. More, Lord. He begins to, he begins to tra- transform our lives. We become holy, not only, not only in his eyes by the precious blood. His blood makes us legally holy before him, and he sees us that way. But in actual experience, the holiness of God begins to get on us and transform us. And we become more and more and more like him from glory to glory as we're changed. More, Lord. More of your purity in our lives, Lord, that we can walk in purity, Lord, that we wouldn't walk in the ways of the Lord, but we'd be separated. We'd be the people of God, separated from the things that are in this world. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. More in his love. More of his love. Yeah, when he's, he is his unlimited love. His love displayed in the life of Jesus. What does love look like? Look at Jesus of Nazareth. That's what love looks like. What does love feel like? Turn to the Holy Spirit. Let him pour over you the love of God poured out. As, as we are 
receiving his presence. We're praying, we're pressing in, we're worshiping, we're drinking in his presence. We're saying more, Lord, I'm so grateful for what you've done. I'm thankful, but Lord, I know there's, there must be more. Lord, there must be more. There's a cry inside of me that says there must be more. And, and along with that more is his love. His love, he loves us. He pours his love on us. And our response is to love him back. And he pours more love on us. And because he loves us, we love him back. Our love, the supernatural love of God is poured into our lives. And we're awakened by that love. We're kept by that love. And then we begin to experience that love and pour it out on him and pour it out in ministry to whoever will listen to whatever we have to say. His love is increasing from glory to glory in your life. You're being changed. You're being, everyone say, I'm being changed. Yep. And more revelation. The revelation of Jesus. Ephesians 1.17, Paul has this long prayer. This is one little part of it. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you, everyone say me, me. may give me a spirit of, of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, of Jesus. So this more, more Lord, more Lord, more Lord, and he, he loads us with himself more and more and more and more, and, and that more is, includes this more revelation, un, unveiling of the beauty of Jesus. We see him in his in this, the pre, his pre-creation existence with his father. We see him in his incarnation as he became a man. We see him in his earthly ministry. We see him in the power of his teaching. We see his purity and his holiness as he lived as a man. We see him crucified for our sins and his love for us. And we see him raised up again from the dead. And we see him seated at the right hand of God as our heavenly intercessor and our baptizer in the Holy Ghost. Our eyes begin to be unveiled and we see the greatness of this eternal one, this one who's the son, eternal son of God who loves us and loves us and loves us and pours his love on us again and again and again. A revelation of Jesus. That's, that's the first, one of the first things that I saw in my life was this strange, unexplainable attraction to Jesus of Nazareth. Oh, when I got saved, I wanted to read the Gospels. I wanted to read Matthew, and I, I devoured Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John for those first few months. I read them over and over again. I devoured the Gospels. I loved the Gospels. Why? Because I was attracted to this one who loved me and died for my sins. The Holy Ghost was giving me a glimpse, a revelation of Jesus. Wow, and then... As we get this more of God on our lives, more of God, our, our vision begins to be cleared. We see the world with different eyes. We begin to see our world differently. We begin to see our, our, our personal lives differently. We begin to see our, our family differently. We see our church differently. We see the city of New Orleans differently. We see everything differently. When we, we begin to catch the, the vision of God it's what happened to Paul. Paul was talking about it to, to, this, to, to King Agrippa. Acts 26, 19, he says, So, King Agrippa, I did not prove disobedient to the heavenly vision. 
Well, the vision he was talking about is what happened to him when he met Jesus on the Damascus Road. He saw Jesus of Nazareth, and one of the things that began to happen to that, him that day was he began to recognize God's vision for the earth, and specifically God's vision for him. The Lord told him that first day there was a, a revelation of Christ and a revelation of God's call on Paul's life. I've called you, Paul, to be a light to the Gentiles unthinkable to say that to a Jewish Pharisee. You don't say that to a Jewish Pharisee. Jesus did. Paul, I've called you to be a light to the Gentiles. He might as well use the F words. It was that offensive to Jesus. I've called you to be a light to the Gentiles. Well, God has called you to be a light to the Gentiles in this city, to the unbelievers, to the pagans, to the heathen in this city. And they're everywhere. They're all around us. For some of you, they're sitting at your table at home. You're working with them when you go to work. Yeah, they're pagans. Yeah, they are. But he's called you to be, and then you begin to see differently. Instead of being angry at them and fighting with them, you begin to pour his love out. Jesus, 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 more Lord, more Lord. And, and my eyes begin to open. My vision begins to be clear. And I begin to see who you are and what I'm called to do. And here's the last one. We'll finish with this and then have prayer. More. Hebrews 10.36. For you have need. Paul's talking to us. You have need of endurance. Perseverance. So that after you've done the will of God, you may receive the promise. For yet a little while, he, he who is coming will come and will not tarry. Yet the, now the just shall live by faith. But if anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him. We have need of his perseverance. And that's exactly, that is exactly what we receive in, in, his, in his presence. There's a deposit. Christ, Jesus, he would never give up. He couldn't give up. There was a perseverance in him that wouldn't stop. No matter what he came against, he was going to finish, he was going to finish his race. He finished his race. He went all the way to the cross and beyond the cross. Because there was something of God. There's a perseverance in God that he deposits on and in our lives. A gumption. That's, it's, it's connected to faith. Because you know, you don't understand the obstacles. You don't know how they're going to be removed. But you know what he's called you to do. And for the joy that's set before you, you keep pressing on because there's something inside of you that says, I don't know about all this stuff in the way, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep on going because, oh yeah, there's more, there's more of God. I can't stop. I can't stop. There's a, there's a race to be run. There's a finish line ahead of me. I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to give up. I'm going to run until I cross the finish line, until I finish my race. Everyone say, I'm going to finish the race. Yeah, it's not just starting good. You got to finish strong. You got to go all the way. You got to run through the finish line. You got to run all the way through the finish line. Hallelujah. Perseverance. More, Lord. More, Lord. More, 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 more. Let's stand together. 
website at www.victorychurchnola.com for service times and more information.